When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome inside one giant step. No game preview, no fantasy or reality. Me and Paul can have more of those later on in the week. Instead, just a look ahead to the buy and a look back at the trade deadline that's passed and a look ahead to the second half inside one giant step. I'm Sean Morash. He's Paul Dottino. Paul, hello. Hello, Sean. Hey, good to report. All my Kit Kats went, the children rang the bell, and I got nothing left for leftovers. I got wiped out as well, Paul. You know, let's start there. The heck with the trade deadline. You dumped off Kit Kats like we dumped off Kadarius Tony as, as the Giants did. So nothing left. You bought the candy. You want it back. And no complaints. No egging the Dottino house. They were all happy with the Kit Kats. Everybody was happy. Even threw in some Reese's too. All right. See, that's nice. See, I really was a show off. I went with the big bars of candy. I thought, oh, this would be cool. I got 120 of them. I don't know if I had a lot of double dippers circle back around because they saw the candy I had or whether neighborhood word started to spread. But by the time I'd gotten back in my kids trick or treating, my father-in-law, who was back in the house and said, you're wiped out. And I had to start handing out my daughter's whoppers back wow. to put back out there. Yeah, look, we had to take a little out of my daughter's bucket to finish the night, but I was wiped out as well. Kind of felt good. Halloween Halloween, in many ways to me felt like the New York Giants. It's back. It felt alive again. Very, very cool. Although much more action with the kids trick-or-treating than there was in the trade market down at East Rutherford. No doubt about it. And that's where we'll get into here because obviously we don't have a game to preview, but we can react to the trade deadline. The New York Giants, well, the only trade they end up making is the one last week where they dealt off Kadarius Toney. Uh, Joe Shane did admit that the Giants received calls on giving up a player that was a definite firm hard no. You can speculate on who that may want to be, but nothing really materialized. And, And let me just start here. I'm going to speak from strictly a Giants fan perspective. Am I disappointed the wide receiver room didn't get upgraded? Yes, but. But it is hard to be disappointed today when you just look at what happened on the trade deadline. Elijah Moore didn't get traded. Denzel Mims didn't get traded. Jerry Judy didn't get traded. I mean, in the end, what happened? I mean, weeks ago, Robbie Anderson got traded, but that was before we knew what was going on. And Claypool went for a what's going to be a high second-round pick. And I think we'd all agree you could find another Chase Claypool with a high second-round pick. That is, to me, I understand what the Bears are doing. They're trying to do everything to support their young quarterback. But ultimately, I, I that wouldn't move the needle enough for me with that kind of pick. So it is hard oh. for me, while I might be disappointed, Paul, to go, mm-hmm. oh, this sucks. How do you not trade for somebody? When you just look around, it's not like a trade happened. For a wide receiver for this year, forget the Ridley deal, where you could say, wow, the Giants should have been in on making that deal. I'm proud of you, Sean. I've been telling you for a couple of weeks, this is how it was going to shake down. And and you told me you were going to be calm. You told me you were going to be rational. And you told me you would accept it. And you are. And I think well, that's really good. Yeah, I, but I, I do think there's a middle ground to be had, Paul. Like, 
and here's the thing. I've actually argued with Giant fans on Twitter, which was probably a mistake all day. This is what I this is the the mindset actually I can't take, Paul. I am thrilled the Giants are six and two. Never in our wildest dreams did we think six and two was the first half they were going to have. And I am very realistic in understanding I don't think that this is a Super Bowl team or a Super Bowl roster. But what I will not stand for for Giant fans is just to sit back and have that acceptance of, well, nobody thought we'd be here. We're six wins. Who cares what happens the rest of the way? I say the heck with that, Paul. I say the heck with that because I am looking around at NFC right now where the old fathers are falling. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, geez, even the Rams look disastrous. And I saw us compete on the field with the Dallas Cowboys. I've seen the Giants beat the Baltimore Ravens, one of the better teams in the AFC. The Titans at 5-2 and two in the AFC. And I know that the Eagles are hanging around. I saw the Giants' defense, a worse version, hold Jalen Hurts to less points. I know it wasn't A.J. Brown and really stifle him. I don't like the mentality leaving the trade deadline of you shouldn't be disappointed in anything because what the heck are the Giants this year anyway? Hey, you know what? Six and two starts don't happen that often. Seize the moment of what is an open conference and start raising your expectations for the second half, even if the roster has holes. Because while the roster has holes, Paul, you know what also it has? A lot more talent in other places than we gave it credit for preseason. Well, I think the gravy mentality, that is, oh, the Giants have already won six games and anything they win now is gravy, is ridiculous. You can't have that mentality. You're a thousand percent correct. This is a team that clearly is mathematically in great position with over 80% chance of making the playoffs. So why would you not want the team to do well and make it into the postseason? I mean, that would be just fool, foolish and idiotic and just insane beyond belief. So I'm with you. You want this team to grab a piece of the pie while it's got the chance. That's fine. The problem is when you mortgage your home or you get out that credit card and you make the quote splash, A, there's no guarantee that that splash is going to work, and B, you are guaranteed to have to pay that off with interest down the road, thereby derailing in all likelihood the three or four year plan that you have to be a continuous contender on the upswing. And that was the balance that Joe Shane had to navigate. And clearly the only receiver that got moved, we, we know who it was. It was Claypool for a high second round pick. You've already talked about the price. There's no way in the world if I were the Giants, I would have come anywhere near that cost. So they did yeah. the right thing because the market was simply not going to fit for them. I agree. But I, I guess the, the reason I'm saying before we found out the price for Claypool, before we realized, I mean, obviously this is pre as the deadline unfolds, that none of these other guys get moved. The idea that even a third, that second third you got from the Chiefs or the fourth, you can't possibly mortgage the future with that pick to help the team this year. I didn't agree with that mindset. There is a, a line you can't cross, and the Giants didn't cross that line, nor should they have, so that's why I'm fine with it. I just don't like that settling mentality that you shouldn't upgrade all the costs. I mean, again, I stress this. Marcus Johnson led the team in snaps at wide receiver last week, yeah. which is going to bring me into the next wide receiver thought as we before we get into everything else that Shane had to say. The guy who has said all the right things, and maybe now that the dust is cleared, I have the wrong mindset. You know, Paul, Kenny Galladay's allowed to come back off this bye week and be a good, reliable player. Will Kenny Galladay ever be worth the guaranteed money that the Giants gave him? Clearly not. 
probably would have been the case anywhere. But when Kenny Galladay was brought here as part of the New York Giants, he was never a burner with separation. In fact, his nickname was the contested catch king. Okay, he didn't score a touchdown last year. It felt like a bad fit with the offense. This offense has evolved from where we were in week one to where we are in week eight. And Kenny Galladay, maybe he was never fully healed in camp, fully healed for the year, and then he gets this other injury. He's now had about a month to sit back, rest up, whatever. I, I don't know what the expectation is here, Paul, but Kenny Galladay's allowed to come back and be a factor and be a good player, even if not a great player, for this giant offense here. Joe Shane himself said they expect him to be ready for the Houston game coming out of the bye. And that's music to the Giants' ears because you're right. They need an infusion in that wide receiver room. And I'll tell you this. I know we all know they want someone to burn and get, get the top taken off of the defense. I get that. And I get that Galladay is not that guy. But here's what Galladay could potentially do for this team. He could be a big move-the-chains guy. Because on third and 11, he can get the 12 yards to get you that first down, to keep that drive alive. And he is big and physical and strong. And he can break away from a defensive back and get big play yardage after the catch. Look, he was a two-time 1,000-yard receiver in Detroit, okay? Let's get something straight. If Kenny Galladay was nothing more than an easy, short-range, contested catch guy, he wouldn't have put up 1,000 yards two years in a row. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that's all he was, but that, you know, he was great at battling that. That's how he scored a lot of touchdowns. And we saw, no by the way, there were, there were times last year. The Saints game is one of those ones. When Kenny Galladay caught a pass, whether it was a quick slant, something, he, he jumped at you on the screen. You could tell there was something different about him. Whatever yeah. that was, wasn't there. I can't imagine, just based on one injury, he completely fell off a cliff like that. He's allowed to come back and be part of that.